Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Musicals March Madness. I'm so themed today with my Provincetown shirt, which is um, about West Side Story, one of the, the shows that we um, are, or movies that we're looking at today. Um, but I, my name is Michael Fling. I'm an artistic associate here at Goodspeed. Uh, and we're so, threes, uh, so pleased that you're here with us to uh, look at the results of the Elite Eight uh, movie musicals that have made it this far in the Movie Musicals March Madness tournament, which of course we are hosting because um, Goodspeed is streaming passing through right now on Goodspeed On Demand, our own little version of a movie musical. So uh, that's why we're here. And I'm so pleased to bring on to the program uh, my uh, the, Steve, uh, the Nicole Wallace to my Steve Kornacki. Um, Annika Chapin, Goodspeed's resident dramaturg and artistic associate. Hi, Annika. Hi, Michael. How you doing? Oh, you know, hanging in there. It's the end of a week, and that I, still has meaning even in this strange time. So you I know. I mean, you know, a year in, and it's like somewhat dreary. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay because I have like things I can do inside today. So that's a little bit where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, so before we um, before we launch into results, um, I thought we'd do a quick check in on our various predictions because um, obviously we uh, both have had some uh, trip ups along the way. I think it is fair to characterize um, uh, Annika's bracket as a little more destroyed than my bracket. Your um, zone. So uh, to check. Uh, um, so uh, to remind everyone, she had um, uh, she had newsies taking the entire bracket. And um, you had predicted on our last show that um, I'll go ahead and bring in our graphics into the stream. You you had predicted on our last show that singing in, um, that Mary Poppins would in fact beat Singing in the Rain. Yes. Um, that and basically that all the other no number one seeds, which would be um, uh, West Side Story, Sound of Music, and Wizard of Oz, would would triumph. Would would get out. And I think I agreed with you on that. Um, I think we were pretty much in agreement on that prediction, but do you have anything that you want to uh, to amend before we dive into results? No, I mean, it's funny when I was voting, I, I couldn't remember what I had predicted because some of these are very close. The The one that I would say is is the is on the the table for like most likely to be wrong in my mind is Greece West Side Story. I think Greece could knock out West Side Story potentially. Um, I think that's the one that has the biggest chance of all of them of knocking out the the number one seed. But or wait, Mary Poppins is a lower seed, right? Mary, Mary Poppins is a lower seed. It is number yeah. three. Seed. Yes. Um, yeah, I think Greece could be a a comer there. Is that a term? I think it's a thing. It's like an old fashioned thing. Anyway, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, okay, well, I'll just I'm gonna try to. I hope I didn't just say something filthy dirty on this. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, also uh, for everyone who's watching and listening, uh, this is why we don't record the podcast live because there are lots of things that come out of both of our mouths that we're like, I don't know that that's actually English. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of Googling sometimes. That, uh, you know, but you know, we are hoping, by the way, um, to all the members who are watching and things oh. that when we are when we are back live. Um, we do think that we're going to do some live in the spotlights um, before and or after shows as kind of like addendums to the programming. So stay tuned for that. But Annika, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, why that phrase was in my head because it's in "Don't Rain on My Parade." Oh yes, because I'm a comer, right? Doesn't she say that? Yes. And but I'm is that a thing, or did they just invent that for the song? I don't know. Well, now I'm going to look it up. Well, this is why this is why you're our resident doctor. This is why. But it also it shows the danger of living your entire life 
with musical theater around you because if somebody made up a phrase that they put in a musical, then they're leading poor innocent dramaturgs astray. It's true. It's true. Okay, well, let's dive into our upstage right um, bracket, which of course is the number one seated. Oh, oh no, heavens no. No, 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 no. What has happened? We all have a case of the Fridays today. I just feel like- Hold just, on. Yeah. Mine, okay, we're good. We're back, we're back. I was, my my mouse was in the wrong place on the other screen. Um, so our first, uh, our, our championship matchup in the upstage right division, we've got a number one seated Sing of the Rain versus a number three seated Mary Poppins. We both kind of think this is a potential upset. Um, of course, both massively beloved movies, Sing of the Rain, uh, one of the top 10 movies of all time on a lot of those lists, um, definitely um, considered to be you know the, the behemoth classic of movie musicals in terms of uh, things that were created for movies and not um, a Broadway show that was adapted. Um, but Mary Poppins also, of course, um, created and very much uh, Walt Disney's kind of crowning achievement in terms of uh, his career. So uh, two, two real, uh, real titans up against each other. And uh, well, we also have this like, you know, family friendly kind of content off that has been the narrative that has shaped a lot of this tournament is these uh, these movies that people grow up with have such a such a hold on people's hearts that um, it's hard to to separate yourself from it. So we both have Mary Poppins, I think, predicted here. And, and anything you want to add, context-wise or trivia to this matchup, Monica? Um, you know, I don't have any particular trivia that I can add except for. Um... Nope, I have no particular. I was to say the umbrella show off. I think is what we've unofficially Definitely done. Definitely umbrella show off. It um, is. Oh, no, go ahead. We do. Well, we do have an upset alert. So we're this is the only one that we're going to dive into the crosstabs on. This was an incredibly tight, um, a very, very tight race back and forth all day. Wow. Um, I was watching it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Mary Poppins squeaks by on Instagram. Um, and again, turnout is a lot of the name of the game here. And it absolutely destroys on Facebook, interestingly enough. Um, it, it, it gets, well, destroys, uh, destroys in, in relative terms, um, but it does win across all three platforms. And so Mary Poppins by the hair of its wow. chin is going to win the upstage right division. It is the division champ. Um, Annika, what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's so interesting because hearing you talk about Singing in the Rain, I'm like, yeah, Singing in the Rain is like a perfect film in many ways. It's so delightful. It's it's just like joy. So I'm I was trying to think in my my for my own self, like what exactly makes Mary Poppins have the edge in this battle because. Um, as I drink from my Mary Poppins mug. Yeah, I mean, I think Mary Poppins, like this doesn't surprise me that it eked it out, but like at the same time, I, it's curious to me a little bit that Singing in the Rain doesn't have that uh, same sense of like being lodged so deeply in people's hearts. Um, I don't really have an answer for that. I mean, Singing in the Rain is like a very great movie that I love a great deal. Um, and yet I can recognize that Mary Poppins has a really special relationship for people that I think singing in the rain doesn't quite have. So. I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think part of it is like Mary Poppins lives at the very like um, entryway. Like we talk about gateway shows um, when mm. we talk about, but it is a gateway like movie. It's one of those, like one of the first things that you show kids because it's high fantasy and a lots of color and, you know, it's so sweet and wonderful. I think yeah. it, it, it lives in a very, um, in a very front mind, whereas like Singing in the Rain, 
for anyone who likes musicals is like, of course you've seen Singing in the Rain, you love Singing in the Rain, but I don't know that you're watching it at like three years old from like, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's quite in that category, which I think is probably explains part of the whole that Mary Poppins has. But I have to say, I think it speaks a lot of Singing in the Rain that it got 48%. I mean, it was just trouncing every other movie that was in path. So uh, Mary Poppins really squeaking by. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I don't know who it, it will either be up against Greece or West Side Story, which what a tone shift um, for it in terms of comparison. But, um, you know, obviously a dearly beloved movie of mine. Um, I, I'm a lover of Mary Poppins and, and all things. So, but it's sad to see, um, it's sad to see Singing the Rain go. I do think we have uh, Gene Kelly as Don Lockwood available for comment um, after after the match. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above. The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place Come on with the rain I have a smile on my face So, though he loses, he's still got a smile on his face that Don Lockwood, he's madly in love, singing and dancing in the rain. So, uh, I, I think we can we can say that Singing in the Rain, confident in itself, um, walks out with its head uh, its head held high um, yeah. after after losing in the championship uh, of the upstage right division. Anything else to say about Singing in the Rain before we move on? Oh, just I mean, it has it has been nobly got <laughs> all my words are gone today. It has gotten so like it is it put up a really good fight. Basically, I think. Um, it is still one of the great cinema classics. I think it'll be fine. Um, I can't. And our first and our first number one seed to fall. I mean, all yeah. number one seeds are still very much in the competition. Mm -hmm. uh, which will take us to the next number one seed, West Side Story. I am, of course, wearing my Provincetown shirt, which does match. Um, you can uh, show me gay on the on the big board. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, against the number three seated Greece, we've got the gang, the gang war for jets and sharks versus yeah. T-Birds and pink ladies. Um, I, again, I think we both said this could be a very tight, tight race. I think I've got West Side Story eking it out. I think I think it'll probably, probably go, but Annika, final, final thoughts and predictions before we, before we see the results. I mean, you know, yeah, I think West Side Story will probably take it, but, um, I think what I said before holds true. It depends on people are voting for, uh, the movie that they most like to rewatch or the movie that they think is a better movie. Um, I think that is probably the debate going on in a bunch of people's heads here. Um, West Side Story, obviously a great classic, but like a tough thing to sort of watch regularly. It's a tragedy. It deals with a lot of heavy, heavy issues. Um, Grease deals, it's fair to say, with no heavy issues at all. It's a lot more fun to watch. Um, but you know, are you, are you ultimately going to give that point to Greece when you could give it to something that is 
as important in American culture and American cinema history and American Broadway history as West Side Story. I think that's probably something that was going on inside the hearts and minds of a lot of our voters. So I could see it either going either way. I, I do think it's probably gonna go to West Side Story. And you would be right by about a two thirds to one third margin, West Side Story um, gets the victory here. Definitely it's tightest race so far. Again, West Side Story has almost uh, waltzed or um, shall we say um, uh, leaped leafed and snapped its way um, to the championship, um, but it will be the division champ of the downstage right division. Number one, see the West Side Story beating um, initially, uh, I, I don't even remember, what was it up against originally? I can't quite remember what oh, it was. What was it? What's that story? Oh, en uh, Enchanted. Beating Enchanted, uh, Enchanted beating yeah. The Greatest Showman, beating Moulin Rouge, and now beating Greece to make it to then um, to compete against uh, Mary Poppins for its spot in the championship. It is the second musical to make the final four. Um, I mean, any, uh, any thoughts to add as we, as we bid Greece adieu? No, I mean, you know, Greece, Greece is going to have staying power, even though I think there's a lot about it that is uh, maybe not what it would be if you saw it created right now, but um, you just can't beat those, songs you can't beat some of those classics you can't beat that dancing i mean john travolta dancing on film is just like a special magic and i'm sorry i know it's it i i lose a little bit of feminist cred by saying this but like my god that finale when she shows up in that outfit and they sing you're the one that i want is like oh the best i love that song so much it's one of my favorite songs of all time and that sequence is just perfection so tell me about it Stud. Yeah. It's, iconic. It's, iconic. The, the other day, my husband said, tell me about it. <laughs> I, I was mean, like, oh, you have to, you have to finish that phrase with stud. That's and, the and to your credit, I know we've talked about this before. Technically, while she does change for him, he also changes for her. He's wearing a little letterman jacket. He joins the track team. Yep. Not an uh, not an equal amount of change. I think it's fair to say. Fair to um, say, yeah. The messaging here not not quite the uh, even playing field we'd like to see. But and, you know, I mean, what does it say when the the uh, resolution of one of the characters of the story is them riding on a Ferris wheel and throwing their hands up and saying, "I'm not pregnant." Um, <laughs> but again, and the oldest teenagers that have ever been put on film. The oldest, which you know, to be fair, West Side Story is also. Uh, competing but, in that realm as well there's a the, tough look a tough look i do think we have we have the t-birds and the and the pink ladies available for comment um after the matchup I think fair to say they're relieved to be done with the matchup. Uh, they're that they are understanding it's the way it should be. Um, yeah. um, Some way that West Side Story gonna gonna advance to the to the next match. So that will of course be a number three seeded Mary Poppins, the upstage right champion against West Side Story, number one seed in the downstage right. Uh, Annika, quick hot take. Um, what do you think happens here? 
I mean, I think Mary Poppins might take it just on the strength of that beloved children's classic, which we've talked about. However, I do think that West Side Story has an advantage going in, which is that West Side Story is a beloved show on stage as well as being a beloved movie, while Mary Poppins, although it now has a life on stage, is definitely sort of more known for this film. So West Side Story could be kind of aggregating its power being beloved on these other forms and coming in with a little bit more strength that way. But I don't know. I think ultimately Mary Poppins might take this. I think the, the people who love it, love it so much. I mean, how are you going to argue with dancing penguins? I mean, you answer with, um, you know, dancing, uh, sharks, I guess. <laughs> sharks. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I, as much as I love Mary Poppins and, and I, I would be thrilled if it won. And I, I think it's fair to say that that's where my vote will be going. Um, cause I do think the movie of West Side Story, it has some, uh, some issues. I think it's, uh, there's a reason it's being remade or a, a somewhat fair reason it's being remade. I know that that's controversial for a lot of people. Um, but when we talk about authenticity and representation, I think it's, uh, definitely up there in terms of, uh, needing to have a little bit more authentic representation in some of its casting, um, but, and also like age authenticity. But I think West Side Story is such a behemoth. I think it will probably beat Mary Poppins. I, I, I think there's a contingent of people who are not Mary Poppins people and it barely making it out over Singing in the Rain, I think uh, is telling for me. And I think that West Side Story will probably take it, but you know, I have well, certainly been wrong before. I, well, I will say this about my predictions. Uh, the one thing I'm consistently correct about is that you are more correct than I am. <laughs> so, uh, I put my money on Mary Poppins, but I would put my money on you. I mean, but truly, but as we get closer and closer, I mean, I, I it it's harder and harder to tell. And there's no, I, I feel like there's not a consistent, there's not really a consistent narrative that has developed about the voting audience. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, that's that's true. Before we head over to the um, the other bracket, uh, it is, of course, we are here because of the stream of Passing Through, which is available now at goodspeed.org. Um, you can uh, head over there and get your link, get your tickets. It is well worth, um, as you head into the evening, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, uh, watching Passing Through is absolutely a perfect way to spend um, uh, a Friday night, a date night, or a Saturday night date night, or um, a family movie night, um, even if you've got a little older kids, I think we probably, you know, probably not for the youngest of young, um, but definitely um, a worthwhile story and message uh, for everyone in the family. We do have a clip um, of the very opening of Passing Through. Um, so here's a sneak peek at um, what you could be enjoying this weekend. Hold on, I'm coming. Ooh. Only got two legs, goddammit. Hello? Hey, I got a fella here and he's walking. Well, he's walking across the country like a dummy. It's cold weather out and I was going to put him up in the shed, but it's warmer here in the shop and... He looks like a clean-cut guy. Between these trees, we are woven together. From our mother's roots and our father's song. And I pressed him down, and he ain't got no gun or pistol. And on these roads, we unravel our burden. I don't know why he's walking. Just some crazy son bitch, I think. Though the threads are weak, together they 
I will say too, thematically, um, if you're a Mary Poppins fan, um, of course, the core of Mary Poppins is about um, the uh, father's relationship with uh, his children. And that is certainly a theme that Passing Through shares and explores. Um, and if you're a fan of West Side Story, if that's where your boat's gonna be going, uh, Passing Through is absolutely a comment about America and uh, the society that we um, are all a part of and how we move forward together. So I think fans of either of those two films uh, should absolutely be checking out Passing Through. I love a thematic resonance argument. We love to see it. Okay, our next championship matchup, we've got a number one seeded Wizard of Oz against a number seven seeded Hello Dolly in the upstage left bracket. Um, I think we both think Wizard of Oz walks away with this one, despite our respective love for the film of Hello Dolly. Um, we, I mean, it has been kind of the Cinderella story of the tournament. I don't think either of us or uh, very many people predicted that it would make it this far into the Elite Eight, um, upsetting, uh, even though it was a hiring seed, kind of upsetting Newsies, who, of course, Annika thought would be taking the entire bracket. Um, and fairly so. I also thought that Newsies was going to put up um, quite a fight. And I thought Wizard of Oz may actually not um, make it out against some of the other movies in, that were in its way. Um, Annika, what do you think? Do you, any, any buyer's remorse about your, your prediction here? What do, what, what mean, do you think is going to happen? I, I, I just don't think... I love Hello Dolly. I do. Um, I just don't think it can beat the the Wizard of Oz. It's sort of you know again it's it's competing for a similar kind of love in some level. Like I just it's hard for me to think of people who don't love the Wizard of Oz. You know, it's it's kind of uncontroversial in some ways. Like it's just beloved on so many levels and so much going on. So I. I love it. I think it's great. 
In response to that, I have to say from my personal experience as a child who also loved The Wizard of Oz almost intensely as I did, I mean, in some at some times more intensely than I did Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, um, I, there is a fair share of people that I ran across in my life who were not Wizard of Oz fans, um, including both my mom and my grandmother. Um, who were not big Wizard of Oz people. So I do think it's interesting. I mean, I, I do think Wizard of Oz for this country and part of the reason we wanted to do this contest is because we don't get to talk about movies like we do on the podcast um, with musicals, but Wizard of Oz occupies a very singular space in America as a kind of the quintessential and only American fairy tale, I think. Um, that is absolutely looking at um, whether or not you realize it is looking at American values and looking at uh, kind of the, it, it is our fairy tale. It is what we as a nation um, have. It's the only kind of thing that everything else, every other fairy tale is like borrowed from Europe or borrowed from other um, cultures. And um, the Wizard of Oz is distinctly ours. Um, and because of that, I mean, it's it's beloved. And again, on a lot of those top 10 movies of all time lists. So yeah. I think Hello Dolly movie, while beloved by us, definitely a controversial um, adaptation. Um, Barbara Streisand, much younger than Carol Channing, who originated the role yeah. uh, on Broadway. Um, and very, like a lot younger. Like she's um, like late 20s, I think, when she does this. I think she's maybe in her 30s. But maybe like, 30s, but still very yeah. young. And and also quite younger than Walter Matthau, who they, who she famously did not get along with. So there's there's some there's there's some stuff in that movie that isn't quite classic, or at least I mean, it is not. It is an adaptation. It is definitely has an adaptation of its stage musical. It is not a twin yeah. um, to it in in any in many ways. Um, and I think to our not surprise, Wizard of Oz will win yeah. this matchup 70 to 30. Um, Dolly, I think really respectable 30% of the vote. I, yeah. I, would say. I think that's really respectable for it. Um, but that does mean, of course, that the Wizard of Oz will be the upstage right champion number one seed. Um, pretty much breezing to this championship. I mean, it definitely had a, a tough matchup against Cinderella um, and against Hello Dolly, obviously, as we're discussing. But Wizard of Oz will will take it. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're so right that it's such an American fairy tale. I mean, literally the streets are paved with gold in there, but um, it also, you know, it's kind of in a category of its own in some ways because it's the foundational document for a lot of other things that are built upon it. And when I say that, I mean the film itself, you know, I, I think the books are obviously beloved, but most people know this story through this movie now and in the future, I mean, we could be seeing a bracket like this that has, uh, we had two movies that were basically this, The Wizard of Oz and then Wiz, The Wiz, which is um, a sort of more contemporary adaptation of it. But there could be a time when there are three because they're talking about making a Wicked movie. You know, it's like there's- well, And remaking The Wizard of Oz and making a new Wizard of Oz. I mean, it is- Yeah. It is and continually a part of the conversation. Totally. And there's been like television adaptations, darker explorations of different characters within it. I mean, it just, it keeps sprouting more uh, things unto itself. It's almost like, I mean, there's like the Marvel universe, the DC universe. It's like, like Oz is becoming its own universe in some ways. It's just not maybe living as much on film, but like it's, it is the urtext of America in many ways. And so it's 
it's almost unfair to the other ones to put it in the yeah, front. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it it does. You're right. It occupies such a big space. And and the original book by L. Frank Baum was really like a kind of a uh, an allegory for populism and for uh, you know American politics. And it is intensely political. Of course, the movie is not nearly that. Um, it is very much the the fantasy element. But there are tons of books that he wrote about Oz that have you know like have informed all these adaptations things. So I think you're right that it does occupy a very, very interesting space. And I would say uh, if we were gonna, if we were on the podcast talking about Wizard of Oz, I would say the big idea, I'm just gonna throw this out there for the world. But I think the big idea of the Wizard of Oz is that if you have brains, heart, courage, and you know where you come from, you can accomplish anything. I think that's the story. And I think that's the American kind of fairy tale aspect of Wizard of Oz. But what I would say is it's all about having fabulous shoes. Well, and there's that too. Um, there's that. And uh, obviously, I mean, not to even get it, we haven't even talked about how like iconic it, Judy Garland's performance is in it, uh, particularly to the gay community. I mean, for a long time, the code way of saying somebody was gay was a friend of Dorothy. And w why that has occupied the the certainly gay um, cis male community, I, have, I, I, I don't think any of us can really uh, understand or know, but it does. Yeah. It very much occupies like the, over the rainbow and and all those kinds of things. I mean, very prevalent in in that community, which um, I'm sure someone has done a um, a dissertation on. But uh, I'll leave that essay for for someone who knows more about those subjects than I or than me. Um, oh God, it happened again. Why? Why is that happening? I don't know what's going on with where I'm placing my mouse. This is not good. Okay, our final matchup, we've got, oh, you know, actually, hold on, I forgot. We do have um, Dolly available for comment on her loss. Um, so we're gonna go down to Dolly before we get into this matchup. I'm so sorry, I completely forgot. I should have said so I think definitely aware of her place as an underdog, winded by the matchup, clearly, um, but going off in style as only Dolly Dolly can. Um, okay, our number, our final matchup to see what the final show or final movie that makes it into the final four. We've got a number one seated Sound of Music against a number two seated Cabaret. Two um, beloved stage musicals. One, a uh, I would say fairly uh, traditional adaptation of um, a musical to the screen and um, another um, quite a bolder adaptation, I think it's fair to say, um, that has almost eclipsed, I mean, both though, so iconic in their adaptation that have they've almost both eclipsed their original stage versions um, and obviously both too about um, the rise of um, Nazis in Europe in the 1930s um, and both very interesting um, looks at, at that. Um, Annika, do you think the um, passionate love that exists for Cabaret is enough to overpower the family favorite kind of thing that we have been talking about so much when it comes to The Sound of Music. I don't think so. I, I think Sound of Music just has such power, um, so iconic, so big, um, such a great performance from Julie Andrews, Christopher Plummer, RIP. Um, you know, it, I, I think there's a lot of love for Cabaret, but I just, 
don't think it can beat the the Titanic joy that is Sound of Music. Although this is a this is a kind of more mo the most interesting matchup in terms of like truly yin and yang these two shows, um, even though they obviously, as you said, have a lot of com commonality in their setting um, and themes. Like you really have something that's kind of on the lighter side of things and something that's on the darker, sexier side of things. Although I actually think that uh, if they met Maria and Sally Bowles would get along, but. <laughs> I mean, Sally Bowles has lived such an interesting life. I think uh, it's not out of the question that somehow she stumbled into uh, stumbled into uh, a real life Maria Von Trapp, should a real life Sally Bowles exist. Um, but also, I think it's fair to say, I mean, and we talked about this a little bit the last time, but, and this is not a very popular opinion with a lot of film buffs out there, many of uh, whom are angry at me in a friend group chat about this matchup and um, and about my thoughts on the subject. But Cabaret, I, I, do, I do not think Cabaret is an improvement on the stage material in terms of storytelling. I And I know Annika agrees with me. We talked about this. We talked about it on the podcast um, that we did on Cabaret, um, which you can find on uh, iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast in Spotlight Goods and Musicals podcast, where we deep dive into classic musicals one at a time. Uh, but I think the movie aesthetically is such a step forward for Cabaret and and of course has informed it and some of the new songs they added are fantastic, but a lot of changes that I don't think really help tell the story and are really, I don't think justified um, while beautifully shot by Bob Fosse and beautifully choreographed. And of, again, an iconic performance from Liza Minnelli. Uh, we're talking about two career defining performances in some ways, yeah. these two titans of American musical theater, uh, both of whom starred in Victor Victoria on Broadway because Liza Minnelli replaced Julie Andrews when she went on a brief, um, uh, brief vacation. So there's your fun your fun fact trivia there that I didn't think about until this moment. But wow. um, but also Joel Gray reprising his um, Tony Award winning performance as the MC uh, and winning an Oscar for his performance as the MC in the movie of Cabaret. Um, so, uh, but I think uh, it is time to see the results, which yes, The Sound of Music will make it up on top with uh, about almost 70% of the vote, 69 to 31. Um, Maria Conquer Sally Bowles, um, they, uh, Sound of Music winning in this one, uh, your thoughts. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's as predicted. Um, Maria and her short haircut is going to beat Sally Bowles and her short haircut. Um, yeah, this is just, I mean, it's the Sound of Music, you know, like I did wonder whether there was going to be, cause there are people who hate the Sound of Music and think that it's treacly and just too sweet. Although I do, I, again, I'm like, I always want to ask those people when they last saw this film because there's really like it's really not treacly at all um but it does have that reputation obviously the sound of mucus some people say everybody who says Christopher that, Plummer, the originator of that phrase in fact yeah indeed and everybody who ever says that honestly says it like it's the first time anybody's ever heard it and i'm always like yes we know it's very established and he did repent later in life actually he came to love that movie even though he was skeptical of it for many years um so yeah, this is just it's uh one of the one of the biggies. I think one of the interesting things is gonna be Wizard of Oz versus this movie, because those are two that I can't imagine either of them ever losing. Uh so one of them's gonna have to. I mean, yeah, I think it's interesting with the sound of music uh, and the critiques of sound of music. I again in this in this friend chat that is very invested in what's happening in the movie musical Marjanas, um, one of the big lovers of cabaret did say and like admitted to the to the group chat that like he used to be quite the curmudgeon when it came to the sound of music. Um, and would hate on it and rag on it and whatever. And he, and he watched it recently and said, actually, I've come full circle 
and that it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderfully made, wonderfully told, beautiful, like, is it happy and optimistic and all those things? Yes. But is it the like best form of that, that probably could exist? Yes. <laughs> and I think that's very true. I think it's very accurate. I mean, they, they definitely, um, we talk about, um, as a director and as a dramaturg, we talk about in rehearsal, like a lot, um, playing opposites and, and fighting, you know, fighting the saccharine and, and, and fighting, you know, uh, throwing in seriousness where, or, or very like solemn kind of things in the middle of all the happiness, because otherwise it just, you, you're going to get a toothache. And this yeah. movie is a premier example of that, I think, um, yeah. both in, in musicals, but also just in movies in general. I mean, it is, it is not as sweet and sugary despite its location, nuns, the happy children singing, yodeling. I mean, despite all of it, it does do a very good job of um, not of not overpowering you with that. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget that the big finale of that show, I mean, in many ways, the point of the whole thing, the message is that Captain Von Trapp and Maria, they choose to give up everything they have just to not cooperate with the Nazis. That's it. I mean, like, you know, basically if Kevin Von Trapp had just uh, gone along with things and, and been worked with the Nazis, not even sort of actively been a Nazi, they could have kept the house, they could have kept everything, you know, but they're not willing to do that. So in, in many ways, it's like, it's, it, that's a pretty subtle message on many ways. It's like not enough to just kind of sit back and go like, oh, it's not my fight. It's like, as a human being, your job is to fight um, injustice and, and evil in any way you can, even if that means giving up literally everything you you have so that you're not a part of something that is ultimately evil. And, you know, if that's a saccharine message, I mean, I just, I really feel like he tears up a Nazi flag in the middle of the movie. Like, yeah, I mean, it's I not, you know, flub. So. You know, it's it's really not, and and it does like they did um in in the adaptation um it's the show has a lot more um of the politics kind of in some of the songs, particularly with mm -hmm. um, Uncle Max and the Baroness who are non singing characters yeah. in the movie. So I think that's kind of a critique that's leveled at it. Um, though I would say, well, I'm not going to get into that. Um, we can have an offline conversation about my notes on the <laughs> version of the Sound of Music. Um, but uh, you know, I. All I'll say is I think it desperately missed Oscar Hammerstein as its book writer and uh, structural um, yeah. uh, go-to. I think it's although, although I do agree with the change to move uh, my favorite things because it's it's just weird when you encounter it in the show order. Oh, I completely. I mean, I'm saying like I yes, like oh no, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But also like that is a change where I'm like that's a good change. That's a good change. And honestly, making Dore mean not the very first thing that happens, and that she has to kind of work her way up to. I think it's. I I understand certainly, um, and I think uh, yeah. I mean, I also understand some of the stage things. Some of the things the stage show does are absolutely right and brilliant um, in their own right as well. So yeah. it is definitely one of those. Um, to be, to be looked at. But um, so that will of course be the Wizard of Oz, two number one seeds up against each other. Um, very unshocking when you look at the the big bracket that um, three of our number one seeds remain. Uh, but Annika, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who's gonna win? Is it going to be, is it gonna be the Wizard of Oz? Is it gonna be the Sound of Music? I, um, I'm gonna say the Sound of Music. I'm gonna say Sound of Music too. I, I think, I. I I think, yeah, I think that's what will happen. I think, um, 
I've been pretty okay in my predictions so far. Um, but yeah. you know, who knows? I, I, we, I guess we'll see, but I think with this particular audience, my guess is that sound of music will win. Um, yeah. it'll I mean, be in the final. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the wizard of Oz in some ways, like, uh, what we just talked about in terms of it being so important and so foundational and so existing in its own realm of kind of American culture might actually put it in a separate category when you're thinking of just like movie musicals. You know, I don't necessarily think of The Wizard of Oz as a movie musical in the same way that I think of like Sound of Music as, a, I mean, obviously it is a movie musical, but like Sound of Music is definitely a Titanic movie musical for me. Wizard of Oz is like The Wizard of Oz. It's like its own country in some ways. So that might, uh, actually heard it a little bit on this. That's sure. Um, and, and now that the matchup is over, they've had a time to go to the locker room. We actually do have Sally Bowles available for comments. So we're going to go uh, down, down to the, the uh, down to the room at just the cabaret and uh, hear what Sally Bowles has to say about uh, her departure from the tournament. And I'm through. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye. My Farewell, my liebeherr. It was a fine affair, but now it's over. And though I used to care, I need the open air. You're better off without me, mine hair. I mean, she seems to be pretty indignant about that loss. Indignant is that the word I'm looking for? Um, not a not not taking it lying down. Uh, I think, um, and I I suspect that in future um, March Madness tournaments, she uh, maybe she'll have a better a better road to victory. Um, so we do have our final four. We've got a number three seated Mary Poppins up against number one seated West Side Story, a number one seated Wizard of Oz against number one seated Sound of Music. And so I guess if there is a Cinderella story, it's a number three seated Mary Poppins. I don't know that that's quite the Cinderella story we're looking for um, as it comes to March Madness brackets. But Annika, I mean, what first off, what a lineup of four um, yeah. movies. Um, truly each of them fantastic in their own way. Um, I know where my votes will be going. I can't, I, I, in, in some ways, I can't root for both Mary Poppins and Sound of Music because I don't think I can bear a matchup, a championship that is between the two of them. Um, I would also like to assure everyone that these are the results. I did not concoct this. <laughs> I, did not, That's true. I have to say, I did not concoct this, but Annika, I mean, do you think it's going to be a Mary Poppins? Do you think it's going to be a Julie Andrews showdown in the final? Is that, I, I guess. I that... think it will. And it'll have to be me alone on StreamYard with no graphics or anything because you will be, have taken to your bed. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, if it was stressful, it was stressful enough this time looking at like Mary Poppins versus the Wizard of Oz, which I was like, oh, or, um, Mary Poppins versus Singing in the Rain and like Wizard of Oz versus Cinderella. Like some of those matches were so tough. I don't know how I'll, uh, or maybe because I love them both, maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. Um, yeah. Jeez. Um, jeez. Uh, anyway, um, so that is all to say. Um, I I'm gonna go ahead and say I think I'm gonna stick with my original bracket. I think West Side Story will will beat Mary Poppins. I think Sound of Music will beat Wizard of Oz, and it'll be a Robert Wise show off. Uh, the man who directed both of those films. Uh, let's go ahead and check in with our um, original predictions, Annika. Um, this is Annika's bracket. Oh, so <laughs> awful. Predicting I'm, that, uh, you know, a tough look, a tough look for you, Annika. <laughs> look at that. That's just like, 
X's all over the place. Terrible. I mean, I have to say though, in my own defense, I cast a wide net for what I thought might be a sort of smaller, you know, scrapper that came up and was our surprise, uh, surprise favorite. And uh, that really did not happen at all. As you said, like Mary Poppins is our underdog, I guess, but um, we really didn't have um, anything that surprised us a, a great deal, except for in those early rounds, it's kind of, um, you know, we just, the, the biggies are fighting each other. It's yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to say, and um, I'm now kind of embarrassed to show my predictions, um, but I'm not doing too poorly. <laughs> I did predict that Cinderella would go a lot further. Um, so that is a tough, a tough look for me. But uh, in general, I mean, I think I stand, I mean, yeah, I've been doing pretty okay, <laughs> which is shocking. I mean, I, I, I thought it was kind of bold to pick Mary Poppins and I, I still think it is, Kind of a surprise that it that it beat Singing in the Rain. I thought Singing in the Rain might go ahead and pull out that victory, but uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe Mary Poppins has enough strength to be West Side Story too. In which case, uh, Annika will be right in her revised predictions. Um, I mean, yeah. do you think there's a world? I guess let's 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 flip this on its head before we have to before we have to go. Yeah. What in, you know, in a world where it's The Wizard of Oz versus West Side Story, both of these Julie Andrews movies like fall by the wayside. Um, what is that? I mean, what do you think that matchup is? Do you think West Side Story wins that? Do you think Wizard of Oz wins that being so singular? I mean, what do we think that would tell us about the relative strength of both of those movies? I mean, you know, it would be interesting if that, if that did happen. I think um, they, like, as I said before, you know, West Side Story has the strength of both the show and the movie behind it. The Wizard of Oz has its sort of like weird separate category thing happening. Um, personally, for me, I'm I have I have trouble with sad movies. I just don't seek them out, and it's hard for me to watch them. So um, I always, even though I love dark and weird things, and like I can watch Little Shop a million times, but like things that are actual tragedies are very sad. Um, and, and I don't seek them out. So for me, like the wizard of Oz would be a clear winner between those two, just because it's something that I find easier to experience, which is not a measure of quality. Um, but I don't but clearly the rest of the world doesn't really feel that way. West Side Story is one of the great tragedies based on one of the great tragedies of all time, obviously Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare. So this is a story that we have loved for, um, many, many hundreds of years in some form. Um, in some ways it's it's interesting to compare it to what you said about like The Wizard of Oz is a, is a contemporary fairy tale in some ways, not contemporary, but like it's a more contemporary American fairy tale. West Side Story is actually a much older story form, but you have a journey tale and you have a star-crossed lover's tale. Um, you know, this is sort of two forms of ancient storytelling butting heads. I, I'm just talking out of my butt because I don't actually know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, we'll see. I think there's definitely a world with Mary Poppins. I mean, I, where it could, could win and could beat West Side Story. I, I, yeah. you know, maybe I just can't, I, I I'm self-deprecating enough that I, I don't think that everyone would have that opinion. Um, and West Side Story, of course, like, you know, there is kind of this continual battle between the heart and the quality. And I think the quality of, I mean, it is the only, tra you're right, it's the only tragedy. And I would think maybe at this point in lockdown pandemic, 
isolation mode. Maybe some of the lighter fare has um, stronger, has a stronger yeah. pull on people maybe. Um, that would yeah. be a very pundit thing of me to say. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but again, in the case of Greece, like Gr Greece didn't overtake yeah. West's story. And I would think in a matchup between Mary Poppins and Greece, I don't know that I would pick Mary Poppins in that matchup. I, I don't know. It kind of depends on turnout and vote. I mean, that's the other thing is like, it, is how many people are going to vote? How many, how many, what are our numbers here? Because I think uh, it, turnout in so many ways is the name of the game. Mary Poppins squeaks by Singing in the Rain. Does it squeak by West Side Story? You know, yesterday was a little lower turnout than we had had the day before for the Sweet 16. Um, and we'll see with only two two things to vote on, maybe turnout is astronomical. Um, and in which case, I think it's anybody's. I mean, truly, I, between these four, it's kind of anyone's game, I think, is the, is the, the moral I would draw from this story is that it really could be any of them. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be truly fascinating to see. Are we going to be able to have an email survey on this one? Or I we don't done? think so. I don't think so. I think we are done with email survey. Although, uh, if I'm wrong, someone can, um, someone, uh, namely Katie, our brilliant um, graphics, <laughs> our brilliant person who keeps me honest on these things, uh, will quickly correct me um, in text probably after this. But uh, I don't think there will be an email that is going out on these four. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be fascinating too to know where where that split is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this really could go any number of ways. It's it's gonna be hard to to vote against any of these. I think it's fair to say that uh there are some uh real big rumbles about to take place. Listen. If we have memes, we gotta use them, right? Um, okay. So with that, um, we will sign off and, and bid you adieu. Uh, don't forget this weekend, uh, we will, uh, you can stream Passing Through, available right now, goodspeed.org. Um, get your link today. If you've watched it once already, um, buy, buy a link again, tell your friends. Um, yep. And uh, But it's definitely, definitely a wonderful way to spend a Friday or Saturday night. So check that out. We will be back here same bat time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, because we will vote on the final four starting at midnight tonight in the Goodspeed Instagram story and in the in the Spotlight um, Instagram story and Goodspeed's Facebook page. Um, so we will be back on Sunday for live results. Um, and uh, then it's all up on Monday. We'll, we'll be voting on the championship and Tuesday is our finale. We will have wrapped another year of musical March Madness, if we can believe it. It's wild, what a year. <laughs> What a, truly, what a year. Who would have thought a year ago we would still be here? We didn't. Nope. We laugh about that daily. Yes. America, people, <laughs> podcast audience, good speed audience. Annika and I laugh about this daily. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so uh, we will uh, bid you adieu. Um, and I'm going to let uh, the Von Trapp children say it for us. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu.